Welcome to On Ramp Sunday. And today is the culmination of the Mission is Possible series. For the last six weeks, we've been highlighting our Life Together groups, and Pastor Brian has been preaching on the mission of accomplishing the fivefold purposes of the church and how the Life Together groups are such an important part of seeing that happen. And today, we've been gearing up for this, moving towards this today, especially is when we want to offer you an on-ramp to get into a Life Together group. And we hope you'll take advantage of that later on when we do that. Now, we've been having testimonies of people who have been in life groups and how they've been blessed by them. And you're used to seeing me up here each week during this series directing you and playing your Life Together Group's trading card game. Well, we'll finish that game a little later. Don't freak out. You know, we haven't led you along all this way just to, like, leave you sorry. You know, we're done now. <laughs> You'll have one more chance to collect any cards you're missing, and we'll award that prize. And when it's time for that, as usual, I'll invite my sidekick, Pastor Brian, up to help me up out. What's that look? What do you mean you're not the sidekick? Oh, I guess I got to get that letterhead reprinted. But anyway, letterhead and job titles aside, I'm not up here today to just lead you through the trading card game. Pastor Brian has turned the pulpit over to me to finish out this series. And I'm going to take full advantage of being in control and totally upset the apple cart. For the other Sundays in this series, by now you would have seen a clip about the mission and you would have seen that testimony video, but not yet today. We'll do that later. First, what I'm going to do is a little demonstration to uh, illustrate something to you and see if you can guess what my topic is. Y'all are like, what is she? Yeah, don't ever, don't ever let her be in control again, Brian. Anyway, for my demonstration, I need a volunteer. Is there one brave soul out there who would be willing to be my lab rat? Oh my. <laughs> Now, I see people pointing at other people. Wait a minute. There, back there, I'm sorry. I don't know your name, but thank you so much. Yay. Okay. Let's move over here a little bit so people can see us both. And I'm going to teach you a dance. <laughs> but... This, this is an, I'm an old person, so this is an old people dance. This is what we used to do when I used to go roller skating on Sunday afternoons. Anybody ever heard of the hokey pokey? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you look young enough that you've never heard of the hokey pokey. Okay, well, okay, well, here we go. I'm going to show you how to do it, and you do it after me, right? Okay. Put your right hand in, put your, I sing it, I have to help someone. Put your right hand out, put your right hand in, and shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. 
That's what it's all about. All right. You guys are really getting into this. You think you can do that on your own now? You're by yourself. You want me to do it one more time with you? Okay. Put your right hand in. Put your right hand out. Put your right hand in. Shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. <laughs> no, no, do it again. See if you can do it yourself. All right. Woohoo. Well done. Now I have one more thing for you to do. I'd like you to go out and somebody else. Oh, okay. And do it. Teach them to do it. You ready? Okay, she's got some more to do, and I'm going to send her out into the audience to do that. <laughs> so ignore her while she does her thing. <laughs> oh, get away from me, get away from me. Well, anyway, mission is possible is what we've been working on for these last six weeks. God has given us, now you just stay back there and do your thing. Ignore her. Don't put any more pressure on her. Well, anyway, what exactly is the mission of the church? And we've read this passage each time as an example of how the early church lived their mission, Acts 2, 42 to 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food, with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So the early disciples did life together. And the church grew, not only in numbers, but in strength, in conviction, in faith, and the first purpose that we recognized in the, our fivefold purpose was worship. Gr the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. So everything starts there. That's our highest priority as a church and as individuals to honor and glorify our God. Worshiping God is the church's first purpose. Sometimes we get so busy doing things for God that we don't take time to spend with God, to connect with him through song, through prayer, through listening. Churches and individual Christians grow stronger through worship. And the second purpose and the rest grow out of that second commandment, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. So that second purpose is ministry. And churches grow broader through ministry. It stretches us. It 
pulls us out away from these four walls to get out into the world where people are needy and we can be a blessing to them. The third purpose is evangelism. And churches grow larger through evangelism. Well, that seems obvious, you know, you win people to Christ, that should expand the church. But it's not just when people come to Christ because we've shared the gospel with them that the church expands numerically. It expands in us a greater sense of God and makes us bigger people when we do that. Well, the fourth is fellowship. Churches grow warmer through fellowship. And that seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? You know, just getting to know each other, caring for each other, spending time with each other. It just warms our hearts, doesn't it? Fellowship isn't just hanging out together, as we've seen in some of the testimonies. It's a deep heart relationship. And it happens when people care for each other and walk together through the joys and sorrows of life. Well, we're going to finish up our little demonstration there. Are you, are you ready back there? Yeah, you. <laughs> It'll be okay. You'll get through this. I trust you. Yes. Praise you. Okay. Ready, set, go. Okay, so everything doesn't work all smoothly all the time. That's life. <laughs> Ready? Go. Yay! Woo Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're good sports. And now, back to you all. What in the world is that all about? What does that have to do with the purposes of the church? Can you guess from that what my topic is for today? Anybody? The hokey pokey. No, not the hokey pokey. Any ideas back there? Oh, she is right on. So now I'd like to go ahead and roll the mission is possible clip in our testimony so you can see how Good morning, Faith Church. The Great Commission is to go and make disciples, teaching them to love God with their whole heart and love their neighbor as themselves. This mission is not impossible. With God, all things are possible. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is discipleship. As always, if you or your team are caught, God will be glorified. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Know that the Holy Spirit will be with you. Dad is going to school today so he can learn how to pray better like me. Our Father's who draw art in heaven, how would be his name? Give us a day jelly bread and give and forgive us our mattresses. Hey!
Cora, I hope you encourage your dad to keep going to his Life Together group. So one of these days, he'll be as good at prayer as you. And I hope you both listen as Sean tells us how her group has strengthened her. God brought me to the groups because there were mature Christians there. There were people that had strong faith, were filled with the Holy Spirit, and the people that I met had been very disciplined in their walk with the Lord. And that they spent time in the Word, they spent time in prayer, that they had a love of Jesus. But I feel like I have grown in the three years that I've been there because of these awesome groups and the mature Christians that I met there. And one of the main things I can think of that in the way that I've been discipled is that those leaders and members of those groups loved me enough to confront me when they felt like I was going in the wrong direction or kind of in a gray area. And they loved me enough and cared more about my growth as a Christian than they cared about what I thought of them. So I feel like that's a true friend, and that's someone who's really discipling you because their objective is to help you grow in your relationship, to be more like Jesus. I had been under really intense spiritual attack. I could have given up if I didn't have people saying, you can do it, God God can do it, not you can do it, but God can do it, God is with you, you're not alone, keep going. Once again, someone who has experienced what it means to not have to do life alone, check out the Life Together information at the tables later and sign up for a group. Life is better together. There, there, there could be so many examples of that, but today we're talking about discipleship, and obviously discipleship is something that we do together. You, you can't make disciples without there being somebody you're discipling, and it's pretty hard to be a disciple without somebody who is discipling you, and that's what these groups are all about. Now, discipleship, you know, what is it? It's one of those churchy words, but I wanted to introduce this term, this idea, into everyday life, which is why I did that demonstration. That was an example of discipleship. I taught somebody something, I demonstrated it for her, I showed her how to do it, we practiced it a few times, and then I sent her out to do the same with somebody else. And yeah, it's a little messy. <laughs> and sometimes uh, our disciples are more willing than others. <laughs> sometimes we have to maybe, you know, do a little uh, voluntold. I've heard that term, somebody being voluntold. So I want to read to you a scripture. It's just one verse, one sentence by Paul in Philippians 3.17 that I think just puts this all in a nutshell. He says, join in imitating me, brothers, and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. That's Paul's discipleship model. It's very simple. Imitate, observe, live, example. None of those things happen alone. 
You can't be an example without there being somebody watching. You can't observe without there being somebody you're observing. And rarely, if ever, do those things happen the way I think Jesus really meant it to happen in large groups. You're here on a Sunday morning listening to the sermon. We're typically here on a Sunday morning listening to the sermon, and Pastor Brian inspires us and challenges us. But on Sunday morning, we can't be an example. We can't observe somebody living life. We can't imitate somebody. That happens in the small group times that we have together with others. Now, many of you know that my husband Todd is an artist, And a few years ago, we moved from where we'd lived for quite a few years to a smaller house. And so we built a studio for him. And it was, um, it was Quonset Hut. And it, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like a big corrugated metal tube that then you put everything inside. Well, we tried and tried to find somebody who had experience. And even, I mean, we would, very gladly have paid them to put this building up, but we couldn't find anybody. So ultimately, we did it on our own. And I did find YouTube videos that were kind of helpful. I also found plenty of videos of people's disastrous attempts. It's like, okay, don't do it this way. And that's, that can be helpful too. And those things got us started in the right direction. But Most of them obviously had way more expertise and some very expensive equipment that we didn't have. A lot of them were building something much smaller than we had. And it wasn't easy for us to figure out how to navigate the differences. We did get it built. And our marriage is still together. It was, it was touch and go there at times. But it took us so much longer than it needed to and took so much trial and error and frustration than if we had been able to find somebody who could show us how to do it, that we could observe and imitate and ask questions and then try again, but have some guidance along the way. Have you ever thought about Who is a disciple? What is a disciple? I'm going to tell you that I believe everyone is a disciple. The question is, a disciple of what? We, we hear we're in the church, and of course, our aim, our goal, our focus is to be disciples of Jesus, to learn how to be like him. But even in the world, people are disciples. The question, as I said, is what? Think about some other words for imitate, which is the first of Paul's instructions there. It means to practice, to rehearse, to repeat, as we saw in the demonstration earlier today. Now, I frequently talk to people who can repeat the stats of their favorite sports figure, but can't tell you what scripture they've read recently. They're a disciple, but a disciple of what? I hear lots of people go on and on about what some politician said today, but kind of go blank when you say, well, what's God been saying to you lately? <laughs> I just made several hokey pokey disciples. 
That's not what this is all about, in spite of what the song says. The hokey pokey is not the kind of thing we really want to replicate, but the process is observe and imitate. Our life together groups are designed to give us opportunity to get close to others, to live in relationship with them so that we can observe and imitate. We can live life together, get together with others who have more, uh, more of a handle on the spiritual fruit than we do somebody who's more so exercising spiritual gifts or have more knowledge or experience so that we can better observe and imitate the qualities of a disciple of Jesus. Well, the rest of the Philippians verse gives us two things for a disciple maker to do. You can't have disciples without having disciple makers. Now, I'll tell you more about that in a little bit, but now the moment you all have been waiting for, I know you really don't care about hearing me in my sermon, you just want to know, when do we get the trading cards? <laughs> well, here we go. So I'm going to invite my not sidekick up here to help me with this. So if I'm not a sidekick, am I your front kick, back kick? <laughs> I don't know. I can think I, we just stand at a distance. What is it that you need me to do today? I'm the straight man, and you're the you're the you're the zinger. Person, we we so. keep arguing about no, that. Who's the straight no man, argument. and who's the no? It's you know, we don't know. It's been we got to help finish this game. Okay. Okay. Help me. You know, remember to tell people. We always seem to. I always seem to forget something, or he always seems to forget something. I never so forget we, no, I know okay. you never forget anything. So as I said, we have quite a few life together groups, and these groups are geared for old people like Brian. Hey. If I'm old, what's my parents? <laughs> you have to talk to them about that. <laughs> We're all going to get in trouble after this. Uh-huh. Anyway, we have groups for the older and the younger, men, women, uh, college and career, uh, just different types of Bible studies. And we, these groups are meeting in different locations, different times of the day, different week, days of the week. There's five days in a week. You know that? There are. No, that's another story. Oh, okay. (laughs) Anyway, we have all these different groups to make it possible for you, to make it easy for you to get involved in one that meets what you feel like you need in Christ. And to help you be aware of all this, we've been playing this game. Yes, we have. What's it called again? The Life... It's a really long name. i got to work on that. Life Together Groups Trading Card Game. Wow, that's a (laughs) mouthful right there. Yeah, I had to have it written there so I wouldn't forget it. Yeah. (laughs) The Life Together... What is it again? (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. You're determined to make me trip up. Life Together Trading Cards Game. Life Together Groups Trading Cards Game. Everyone together is (laughs) ready. The Life Together... Groups Trading Card Game. See how tailed off? See how tailed off? Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, to help you be aware of all that's available to you in these groups, we've created these cards. Mm -hmm. And just to have some fun with it, we've been handing them out and uh, making different ways that you can get them with the goal for you to win a prize. A prize. Today is the day we find out if somebody wins the prize. I don't think anybody's excited about that. Nah, nobody cares. (laughs) Anyway, to collect all 15 cards. 15. 15. Okay. Um, 
and we've made ways for you to buy cards, to trade cards, and now is your last chance. So here, if we want to collect all 15, what if there's a tie and like there's two people that collect the same amount and people don't have all 15? How does that work? Well, gee, I hadn't thought of that. We haven't thought of that? <laughs> no, just kidding. Well, remember we talked about this. We're going to have a mosh pit. A mosh pit, yes. We're just going to throw the prize out in the middle and all the people who are those potential. Those little plastic balls that are multicolored, yep. little big thing, and we're just going to throw some people in there and let them fight for the... That'd be fun. So we are hoping that there will be somebody, one somebody, who gets all 15 cards. If there's multiple somebodies, then, you know, we'll have to... Mosh pit. Figure it out. <laughs> mosh pit, yeah. But we've done different ways of letting you get the cards, and today I'm going to throw it out there again, just keep you guessing. We're going to have the Life Together group leaders at their tables, and y'all can go ahead, you Life Group Together leaders, and get out, find your table if you haven't already done so, and stand beside it. Slip out now, if you will, as your Life Together leaders. Find your table. Hopefully you found it before the service began. Yeah. And the way you're going to get any cards today is you have to sign up for a Life Together group. So sorry, ushers say that, say block that one more the, time. Say that one more time. If you want a card, you got to sign up. You I mean, that's what up? this is all about, right? That feels very, I don't know, wrong. Oh, isn't that what you hired me to do? That feels I guess wrong. we got to look at my job description that again. Feels right? Wrong. Wrong. Oh man, it was such a good idea. I thought, man, I'll have 100% participation in life. We'll get a lot of sign ups. Okay, okay, we can't do that. All right. But you do have to go to the tables. Yes. And talk to the Life Together groups and find out what they have. And Life Together leaders, there's an envelope at the back of your table with the cards that you can give out. Mm. Okay. And so all 15 of them. Today is the day that, I mean, we've been distributing in like three a week um, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, here and there, now and, and then. And, and so today, all 15 of them will they have They are out there so and they available. Are, they exist. Okay, that's exciting. I do, though, want to say that as the Life Together group leaders here, and we're saying you don't have to sign up to get a card. I mean, do sign up. The, the idea is that we want to go from our Sunday morning, what we'll call big box gathering here, to where we can get into these smaller, more intimate groups and really do life together and grow and be more... Wayne, <laughs> are you a life together group leader? No, he's, he's just over there for the candy, I think. Oh, you're representing. Okay. I got to watch you guys, you know. I've been trying to, you know, Don't corral Don't ask him any people. questions right now. He's got, a, he's got a three musketeers in his mouth. He's trying to... <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt. Yes, we want people to join the we life together. We absolutely do. So while you're out there looking for the cards, and um, I actually see some tables where we don't have leaders, so we might need somebody to, okay. Okay, so Melody, doing, you got four. Melody's doing four of them. What's over there? Who's, who can, who can, who's, Deborah Guy? If you can kind of fill in where this an empty spot, because we need to give out as many of the cards today as possible to make sure that if po a possible right. we have the winners in there. And I might, I might fill in a... Yeah, I can grab mine and it? go and do it. That's mine. I can do, go right. do a double duty on another one. All right. It looks like all the spaces are filled there. So Okay. So Life Together group leaders, make sure you pull out your cards that you have to give and do your best to give them out. But 
I don't want people going up there and just taking one, a million of them, you know, take turns, get one, well, you're hard. move on. I you're know. Tough. I'm so mean. You're tough. And, you know, this is church, so please don't, like, have a stampede <laughs> and knock people over when it's time to go. Don't act like it's a fellowship where we're getting ready to eat food. <laughs> That's basically what you're saying, right? Right. <laughs> We yes. have candy over here, Some too. Some people so have candy. Okay. We're going to bribe you. If you can go for candy. the candy or whatever. Okay. We're about ready to start. I'm going to give you longer today, about uh, five, ten minutes to do this. So everybody yeah, stand minutes. up. Yeah. Get ready. Stand. Everyone stand up. That's everybody. Not just yes. Because <laughs> we're going to get out from our seats here in just a few moments, and we're going to go to these tables, and I promise you it would be a lot easier to get out there if you were standing up. Yes. I just crawling doesn't that work out so well. Just throwing that out there. Okay, are you ready? We are not being dismissed, by the way. We are not <laughs> finished with the service. <laughs> this is not a dismissal. See, I told you I should have the ushers block the I doors, and you wouldn't let me. All right, and for those of you who will stay, we're giving away that, that prize, right? Okay. Okay. Ready, set, go find your trading cards. Go. You are released. People are signing up as well. We're trading cards and we're signing up. So those, those of you who walk around right now, just go to these different places and say, man, I want to sign up for that group. If you're already part of the group, sign up again. <laughs> but today would be the day to sign up. Everybody find your place. Looking good. And then we'll bring the sign-ups to you if you're not able to get up. Okay, folks, take about one more minute, and then we'll be done here, okay? So just wrap it up. We got some people that are trading cars, but I also see some kids that are actually trading candy, which I think is kind of interesting. It's kind of a sub-trade thing there. Take another minute and find your, uh, go ahead and sign up. Take the last minute, last few moments here and sign up for your groups, and then going back to your seats, if you will. Okay, if everyone will go ahead and find your seats. We're going to wrap this up. You can also sign up after church if you want to, if you didn't quite make it to the, all of the tables. But let's go ahead and find our seats now. We'll keep these sign-up tables available for folks afterwards. Someone, if you will, just come on back to your seats. All the Life Together group leaders, come on back. Have a seat. Thank you all. Very good. And a lot of cards were handed out. What should we do? What's the next thing here, Kathy, that we... Are we going to do the Well, we got to find out if we have a winner. Okay. You want to do think? it? Yeah, let's do it. You like, think we got a winner? I, we might. I don't know. But let's do this. Everyone go ahead and have a seat. Find your seats. All the leaders, all the rest of the folks have a seat. Let's do this kind of in a fun way. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. I'm going to do it like this. See, he won't let me have control. He I give him back up here a minute, and he right. takes over. Back off. Okay, here we go. So let's do this. Whoever has 10 cards, at least 10 cards, stand up. Whoever has 10 cards, at least 10 cards, stand up. At least 10 yeah. of the little trading cards, stand up. At least 10. Go ahead. We got some people. Are you still counting some of them? At least 10. Okay, how about at least 11 cards? At least 11 cards continue to stand. How about, wow. Yeah. How about 12 cards? If you have at least 12 cards, remain standing. Oh, I hope we lost a couple. Yeah, they're starting to drop like flies. <laughs> how about 13 cards? If you have at least 13 cards, remain standing. At least 13. 
count them, make sure you... Oh, oh there goes lost another, another one. one. All right. How about 14? If you have at least 14 cards... Oh, no, we got a new one coming in. I feel like this Wait is an option. If you have at least 14 cards, remain standing. Okay, how about who has 15 cards? You may be remain standing. One left right there. Kirk has got all 15 cards. Come on up, Kurt. Come on up. Woohoo! 15 cards. Yeah, you have to have 15 different cards. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right. got to show them. That's yeah. right. Spread All them out there. Spread see? them out, making sure. We don't want it, you to lie in church. I, I don't have Because you're right enough. here at the altar, so you're real close to... If, if you, you get my fingers pants. and your fingers, we can count That's this, right? That's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oop. Yeah, ten, okay. Eleven. So far, different colors, different... Twelve. Thirteen. 14, and finally, yep, 15. 15. You there it did is. it. Woo! Congratulations. <laughs> well, Kathy, and present the here prize. here is your prize. Thank you so much what is for it? playing the game. It's a, it's a gift card. Olive Garden gift card. $25 Olive Garden gift card. Oh, my goodness. That sounds like fun. When, can we, when are you going to take us? That's going to be great. Hey, wait. I'm the All one right. who set this game up. You should be taking. <laughs> we'll talk oh, about man. it later. Let's give Kirk another hand for um, working so hard, and really everybody for all the good work that you did. Yeah. You're going to take those home and have them laminated and put up with your prize, right? And every year, at this time of year, we'll pull them out and commemorate. <laughs> Celebrate the great victory. Okay. Well, I promised you, I know y'all are waiting for this, I promised you the rest of my sermon, so here we go. We talked about the fact that everyone's a disciple, and I'm going to say everyone's a disciple maker. And we looked at the things in uh, Paul's letter to the Philippians in that verse that said the four things that have to do with discipleship, and the last two I'm going to talk about have to do with being a disciple maker. Two things that a disciple maker needs to do. And in a lot of ways, they're easy. First of all, you have to live. Are you all alive out there? Yeah, I'm looking around. Yeah, y'all are breathing. Okay, we're good. And the last second one is be an example. Be an example of whatever you want to pass on. In the, and as I said about being a disciple, that you can be a disciple of all kinds of things, the same is true about being a disciple maker. What kind of disciples are you making? You're living your life. In doing so, you're, other people are seeing you. You're being an example of something, probably multiple things, but we want to stop and think, what do I really want to be an example of that live in front of somebody that they might be able to observe and imitate to be more like Christ? Are you making sports disciples? Business disciples? Are you discipling your children? And that's a good thing. That's definitely not a bad thing. But that's a, uh, an example of something that we're 
familiar with of how this works. You live your life in front of your kids and they pick it up for good or for bad, right? Uh, no, I'm not going to start telling you stories of things my kids have repeated. So disciple making is not just passing on truth in the form of biblical theological knowledge and understanding. It's about living it. Well, what should you be being a disciple of? What kind of disciples should you be aiming to make? Ephesians 4, 11 through 16 tells us that. It says, And he, Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's the ultimate goal. And it continues, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So, of course, it all comes back to Jesus. That's a tall order. But, you know, we can aim for one thing at a time. We can work on one facet of that at a time. I always tell people aim for growth, not perfection. Perfection seems unattainable, and in a sense it is unattainable here in this life until we get to heaven, but we can be growing. We can be making um, progress in one area or another by observing, imitating those who are living the example of what we want to be. And I'll show you one more thing that, more, that I think more than anything else you should be aiming to get better at and always better and better at, and that is to hear God and do what he says. I, I was reading this week, um, I'm in first, just finished up First Kings and starting Second Kings, and it's in a lot of the story of Elijah and all that he did, and it really struck me that a couple of times in, within a few verses it said, and God told Elijah go, and Elijah went. And I, I don't want to be morbid. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. I'm getting older, I think about it. But even before I was older, I think about it. What will people remember me for? You know, if I were going to guess what people would put on my tombstone, what would it be? And I know, you know, the verse that we all love that says we want to meet Jesus and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's certainly true. But this hit me. I want my tombstone to say, and God said, and she went. And that's what Jesus did, always. He had all the power, all the authority, but he submitted himself to the Father 
And while he was here on earth, he said, in John 12, 9, it's just one place where he said something like this, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. Even Jesus said that he did only what he saw the Father doing. He observed, he imitated, and he lived as an example for others, and especially an example of hearing God and doing what he says. Does that really apply to us too? Absolutely. In John 10, Jesus is speaking of himself as the good shepherd and says in verses 3 and 4, the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Jesus' sheep hear his voice. What is something you need to grow in? It could be that, to be more aware of God's moment-by-moment instructions and directions for you. It could be prayer. It could be knowing the scripture better. It could be evangelism. And I want you all to just, us to take a minute and think about that and actually quietly talk to God about that. God, what is one thing you want me to be growing in? hope you all heard something. If, if you even had kind of just a thought, just kind of lean into the faith that, you know, that just might be God. And then what do you do about that? Well, I'd say look around you. Literally or mentally, look at who's around you and who has that fruit of the Spirit or that discipline or that ability. And make a point to hang out with them so that you can observe and imitate. Look around to the life group together leaders and the members as well. I expect you'll realize that there are people in these groups who are living examples of what you need to observe and imitate. And what do you have to offer someone else? Who is there around you who needs to grow in an area that you're pretty good at? Not perfect, but pretty good. Name any quality, and there will always be people who are better at it than you are, and people who aren't as good at it as you are. So there's always somebody who can be discipling you, and always somebody you can be discipling. So now again, take a moment and ask God to show you someone to whom you could be living as an example of some spiritual quality. And again, I I expect you had a thought. Kind of lean into the high likelihood that that thought was from God. And then invite that person to hang out with you. Maybe even invite them to sign up for a group with you. I've been saying this repeatedly throughout this series and the videos, and I'll say it again. 
Don't try to do life on your own. Life is better together when we do it together. So I'm going to pray now. And we had this debate about in the staff meeting about whether to use the word dismiss or not. So I'm trying not to do that, but it's the word that she keeps coming to mind. So anyway, I'm going to pray for us all now. And then we'll have another chance. I'd like the leaders to go to the groups again after, or the tables after the prayer and be there willing and ready to talk to people and sign people up. And I hope that if you haven't already signed up for one, you'll do that after this prayer. Heavenly Father, you are so good to give us everything we need. You give us the people as you told us in Ephesians to build us up and to grow us to do the ministry. You are, you've honored us by calling us your weak, weak people to do your work here on earth. And though we are weak, Lord, your Holy Spirit in us is strong. And because we lean on you to do what you've called us to do, Lord, then you get the glory. And I pray, Lord, for everyone in here that they would be finding ways to observe and imitate those who have spiritual qualities that they need to grow in and people in ways that they can live and be an example of some of those spiritual qualities for others. Send us out now, Lord, to do your work and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all. And yes, please get up and leaders go to the tables. And anybody who hasn't signed up, continue to check those out. And thank you for coming. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us this morning. Join us next week as we continue to learn from God's Word and apply it to our lives.